time for the Artist Spotlight. The Artist Spotlight from Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And time for the Artist Spotlight, courtesy the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council on Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ. We're joined today by a special guest, Catherine Vignes. Hello, Catherine. Hello, how are you? I'm very good. How was your Christmas and New Year's? It was uneventful, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> we've had a, an eventful past couple of years, so it was nice to be slow down and just be together and present and um, healthy. Well, that's a key word, healthy. And if you would, uh, I know you're experiencing lots of bumps in your life, and you have been recently. Uh, those affect people in their attitude, in their planning for the future, all those things that make life so interesting. Your family has experienced some not-so-good news health-wise. What has gotten you through that? Very interestingly enough, yes. My husband was diagnosed in 2019, um, right around Thanksgiving 2019, with Hodgkin's lymphoma mm -hmm. and um, started chemotherapy and immunotherapy and a whole treatment plan. And while he did respond to the treatment, it did not negate his cancer. And we found out that it actually morphed into something else, um, a large B-cell lymphoma. And so we were fighting two cancers and um, our options were very limited. So we ended up doing a stem cell transplant, which thankfully uh, really kicked the cancer in its butt. And we are healthy and um, no evidence of disease as of today, which we are extremely thankful for. Going through a cancer diagnosis during a global pandemic has had a onslaught of challenges. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it's been the key thing for our family has been to slow down to, and to be present and taking it one day at a time and, and essentially sometimes only one moment at a time because things can change very quickly when dealing with a terminal diagnosis and, and and trying to stay healthy on that level, not including having children, young children who are going to school and bringing home what children bring home in germs and diseases and mm -hmm. um, just trying to keep and maintain our sanity. So absolutely, it's been slowing down, being present, taking it one day, one moment, one breath at a time to be able to, um, what is the immediate need? What is the immediate um, response? And how do we go forward from there? Well, thank you for sharing that. We appreciate that very much. It's a personal thing. But the reason why we're talking about that is because in life in general, we have you know, our work that we do. I have my work here at Northland. Other folks do what they do. And then around that, you have these life situations that can really affect you directly. And we're going to talk to Catherine about her skill, and that's in writing. And she is from the, what, Beltrami, Minnesota area? Is that right? That's where I'm originally from, yes. Okay. Living in East Grand Forks right now with her family. And she's a writer. When you're dealing with those real-life situations you've described, Writing, was that put on hold for a while, or did you try and do that? No, writing absolutely was put on hold. It turned more back into a journaling practice for myself, just so that I could get initial feelings and visceral reactions and just thoughts out on paper. Um, eventually, I knew that I was going to utilize those thoughts and feelings, but 
in the moments I needed to be able to process them. And that's, for me personally, that's how I process um, situations that are happening in my day-to-day life and just getting it out onto paper. That way I would be able to be present with my family and not have to burden my husband or my children at that point to, you know, process my own junk throughout the day, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have that. That comes up in, in terms of whatever roles that we play, and having to navigate those feelings on top of all the the hard things that happen and challenges that happen in our lives. And so writing has been a very cathartic process for myself. And so during the past few years, it has been put on, on the back burner, absolutely. But being able to utilize little pockets of time and journaling prompts and to be able to get something down on paper just to process through a little bit of it and knowing that I will eventually come back to it um, when the time comes, if need right, be. Right. How would you describe or define yourself as a writer? What does that mean? A writer is somebody who is able to take stories and emotions and to translate them into words. Um, for me personally, I, I do not have a degree in writing, but I have been a writer my entire life. Even as early as, you know, that first middle school creative writing project, you know, that class that you enroll and be like, whoa, I wonder what's going to come out today. Um, Starting from there and having old notebooks of words that I had written to be able to process, you know, my middle school angst, what have you. But then moving through and, and going through a lot of challenges and hardships in my own life and knowing that. Um, a lot of people wouldn't relate to, and so how to process that, I would put it down on paper. And um, thankfully, I was hired as a writer in different corporate settings of my life, and knowing that I had a skill to be able to cultivate. And um, so not being a professional writer by a degree, however, uh, being able to utilize my skills and my life set and the experiences to be able to share that shared emotion and connection and story to be able to process that with other people. My guest again, Catherine Vignes of East Grand Forks, Minnesota, and she grew up in the Beltrami area of Minnesota, and she's received an award, a grant, from the Arts Council in Northwest Minnesota. Tell me about that. Absolutely, yes. I was fortunate enough to uh, apply and receive a grant from Northwest Minnesota Arts Council, and that is to be able to help me essentially pay myself to be a writer. I am able to, instead of going out and as a professional speaker, I am able to create more of my own schedule as I do have young kids at home, and I am in the process of currently writing my second memoir, Mm. um, detailing the experience of going through my husband's cancer journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are personal thoughts in words. And as you write, for listeners who are maybe not familiar with the process of writing, how is that process done? How many drafts do you have? What do you do to create that final product? Writing is a very um, individual process. So everybody could be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um for myself, I tend to go from journaling to creating an outline and then to be able to start going thought by thought, scene by scene, chapter by chapter, and really 
going from a macro view down to a micro view and getting those details and scenes out onto a page and then being able to like organize that in a flow in terms of different chapters or where parts begin and end. And for me, it, it has been going through from start to finish and then going back again and being like, okay, this is where I want to expand a little bit more. This is where I need an edit myself mm-hmm. before going in with a developmental editor and coach and before it becomes a transition from a private piece to a, a public consumption piece. Here's a big question to motivation. Why do you do this? Are you trying to have a positive impact in people's lives with what you've experienced in your life? Absolutely. Um, for me personally, I because this is a way that I connect with other people, right. um, I, I know my words have impact. I know my story and what I have gone through has had impact because the long end and the short of it is, is that we – Cancer is an easy way to, um, an easy connector. How about that? Because so many people have been affected. That being said, there, with my story, there's a lot more nuance and layers with it because we are a young family. I have young children. Mm -hmm. Having to be able to, because of the pandemic and um, going through a transplant at the Mayo Clinic, I had to choose whether to be a mother and stay home with my children or to be a caregiver and go with my husband and take care of him for two months. And that wouldn't have been an issue had there not been a pandemic, but because Mayo had restrictions and who can come in and um, because it is a life and death situation, there are those nuances of like struggling as a woman, as a mother of being like, what do I do? These are my three young babies and how do I, how do I choose between being a parent and being a partner? Right. Because this is my husband. Um, so really connecting for me personally, it's connecting those emotions and the story through the words so that another person can see it. They may not have had to go through a transplant, but they have had that connection of having to choose between being a mother and being a partner in some fashion. They may have that visceral reaction of, I remember what it's like when my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Um, all those feelings that come up and have that connectivity, and the, that's where the connectivity comes through, the vulnerability. I would imagine, too, as you write, that a factor in your writing will be the people that supported you and your family in the past couple of years. That's a big thing. Absolutely. There's something to be said about living in Northwest Minnesota and being from a small community is that your family is your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up in Beltrami, Minnesota, there's 101 people, right? And a sm- coming from a small town, both my husband and I are from very small towns. And it's the impact of the community that to be able to rally around you when times get tough. Right. Um, and it, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to know. And you get to see who comes out and supports and who you thought would support and didn't show up in the way that you anticipated that they would. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it, it's very an interesting juxtaposition. But at the same time, when you get through it or when, you, when the fog clears, quite honestly, you look back and you realize just how important and how powerful um, having that small town feel, having that... Um, 
sense of community and the support that comes from that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Family beyond family. That's a great point to make. And I imagine, too, faith is an important part of your journey, too. Absolutely. To be able to go through an experience like this and not believe that there is um, something higher than myself, more powerful than myself, that is, is working behind the scenes. Because, again, coming from a small community and, and, and having a faith background of knowing that you can feel the support Mm-hmm. Even though in a pandemic situation, we couldn't have the physical support. But it's people rallying behind the scenes to bring in meals. It's people and family rallying behind the scenes to be able to pick up the kids or to, to show up for two months and live with our family while I had to be down in Rochester helping with my husband, right? right. It, it's it's all the areas of whether it's financial support, whether it's food support, whether it's prayer support. We felt it all, and it's hard not to believe that the goodness of other people helped bring you through. What a busy life. You're again a wife, a mom, and you've been through so much, and you're a writer. And it says here you're also a public speaker. Tell me about that briefly. What do you uh, speak about when you speak in public? Absolutely. Uh, Exactly what I write about, to be honest. Okay. I. I consider myself an author, and I, I speak about the hardships that I have gone through to be able to motivate others to um, always not necessarily look at the glass half full or half empty, but just to be thankful that there is a glass, that we are be able to refill it, that we are able to look at it in a multiple perspectives. And depending on the day, it may be looking empty. On the other days, it may be overflowing, mm. but at least there is a glass. Yes. And so to be able to share in community, to share in vulnerability, and not to let people feel so alone. That's my only goal. That's tremendous. And uh, if you look at uh, the future here now, we talked about uh, your, your past and your writing skills and the challenges in that area. Are you going to be producing something that people can purchase and, 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 and read about? Absolutely, yes. Uh, so thankfully, for because of this grant and making this opportunity work, I am able to put energy towards producing my next memoir, which will be coming out um, in 2023. So I'm taking this next year to be able to produce a fully developed manuscript. And I am quite excited that it's going to be coming out shortly. Okay. Like we're, we're making the next steps and bringing writing back to the forefront again. Well, make sure you contact uh, Kristen Eggerling at the Arts Council and we'll stay connected, okay, Catherine? And we'll be having you back on the air, getting updates on that process, okay, if you wouldn't mind doing that? Absolutely, yes, I'd love that. Okay, wonderful. Well, congratulations on surviving, and not only surviving, but thriving. And uh, in my personal life, I've been through some major bumps too. And at times during the uh, experience, you wonder why it's happening. And once you leave that part of your life, you realize, oh, now I figured this out. You know, there's a reason why things happen. And uh, you may know short term or long term. It's fascinating to see how people can not only survive situations, but become stronger and galvanized because of those. 
Would that describe you? You're, you're galvanized more than you were before? I would like to think so. Okay. I would say that I've learned a lot through the process. And, right. And to be able to share that so that it makes it easier. I consider myself just to be more of a lighthouse so that instead of mm. um, being the tugboat, pulling people in <laughs> to shore and saving them, to be a lighthouse and yeah. just to guide, like, I've already gone through this. This is my experience. And just to guide other people so that they can find their way through the storm as well. I love that analogy. That's great. A lighthouse. Well, Catherine Vignus of East Grand Forks, thank you so much for your time, your thoughts, sharing lots of personal things on the air here. And uh, we wish you the best, you and your family. And again, we'll stay connected, okay? That sounds great. Thanks so much. All right. Catherine Vignus of East Grand Forks in the Artist Spotlight. Artist Spotlight from Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.